reliability issues. Uh, to talk more about that is Doug Brown. He is the chief engineer at City Water, Light, and Power here for Springfield. Doug, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, so uh, this obviously can get convoluted real quick. Uh, but let's kind of get it uh, boiled down for people listening. Uh, what ultimately are we looking at when it comes to cost and reliability issues? You know, so it's this reliability issue, uh, you know, I want to make sure that everybody understands it's it's not a citywide issue. It's not a CWP issue um, in the sense that we're the ones kind of causing the, 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 the problem. It's a statewide, multi-state uh, issue. And there's basically within MISO's territory, um, it's basically the regional grid uh, operator uh, for multiple states. Uh, there's like 10 zones from down to Louisiana up to Canada. And uh, they're the ones responsible for it. They're predicting a 5 gigawatt shortage um, that took them by surprise with a lot of basically thermal plants being retired. The uh, Just for context, though, five gigawatts, how much does Springfield use, say, in a time frame or so? It, well, it depends. Uh, you know, our, our uh, I was trying to think what our, our peak was. I actually have that uh, here. I can <laughs> you got it on it. a little chart. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there's a, just a lot of numbers that. But is uh, is that substantial? Like that I mean, is, is five no, gigawatts I mean, a substantial amount? It's a substantial amount. Yes. Um, our peak last year was 366 megawatts. Wow. Okay. So, wow. I mean, we're 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 a small fish in a in a, in a big pond, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so there's a big shortage. All of our generation, you know, to make up the shortage, we couldn't install enough generation. Um, to make up for that difference. So it's not just, you know, the city that should be expected to carry that responsibility. It's all utilities across the state. Um, but, um, you know, there is no state mandate for reliability. You know, deregulation kind of separated ut- the investor owns from owning uh, generation. Uh, that was done years ago. And, uh, the, you know, the, the recent legislation that passed last year, we were pretty vocal about what could happen. This all kind of came faster than what we expected. Um, but, you know, that legislation basically doesn't really affect it immediately, but it is affecting, I would say, the the look of, uh, you know, those merchant plants that would want to invest in uh, the state of Illinois. Uh, they're going to probably pass on that if they know that their their resource is going to be shut down in 2045. Or even, or even sooner. So. Well, and somebody, and uh, it may have been you, made the uh, the point that insurance companies are also uh, kind of peeling away from uh, insuring these uh, natural gas or coal fired power plants. Correct. I mean, even with our old units, thirty one, thirty two, and thirty three, that was one reason we decided to retire them. They would not cover those units any longer. They would cover unit four um, and our other peaking turbines, but not those older units. So it's a huge risk for you know large. You know, when you have to invest over $50 million uh, into those units to make them compliant with environmental regulations, that that's what's happened. You know, regulation after regulation basically has shut down coal plants, and uh, we're seeing these, we're starting to see those effects uh, rather rapidly. And um, now that's affecting the capacity markets. You know, that MISO had their, their auction and prices jumped like 50 times. Um, it was uh, pretty uh, unexpected. And uh, we have capacity coverage for our generation since we own it. So that helps a lot. It does shield us from that. I think Ameren was kind of predicting somewhere between $48, maybe an increase in a month bill to like hundreds of dollars. And you got to imagine, too, manufacturers who use a lot of energy or larger companies that use a lot of energy. That's going to be kind of an exponential factor of sorts. Yeah, right. I mean, the people that use more are going to be paying more. 
And uh, our what we're expecting for capacity purchases, at least for this this planning year, it's going to be a few dollars more increase. So we, we've done a pretty good job on hedging too uh, for this this planning year for the for the additional capacity that we needed. Uh, you know, we've tried to do some other projects that just haven't uh, been able to uh, come to. Uh, uh, the forefront with for us, but because of various reasons, I kind of went over that Tuesday night. But um, it's you know the the, the markets are all kind of uh, converging on a lot of different issues that are kind of driving. It's not just one particular thing. There's just a lot of different things that are causing these plants to retire. We're talking with Doug Brown. He is the chief engineer over at City Water Light and Power, Springfield's municipally owned utility. All right, back with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. we got about four more minutes here with Doug Brown from City Water, Light, and Power. We heard about uh, some of the problems there are about energy costs, reliability, and all the different factors that are involved. But, Doug, let's just break this down real simple terms. What does this mean? Uh, not necessarily for this year because the forecasts are it could be even more of a problem for next year. But uh, talk about rolling brownouts. Uh, or rolling blackouts, which are we talking about here? What does that look like for the average uh, customer? So, you know, when MISO made their kind of their, their press releases out and started notifying, uh, you know, everybody, it was it was really rolling blackouts is what they're referring to, not brownouts. Um, a brownout has to do more with the basically your, your dip in voltage. Um, a rolling blackout is basically you're out of power for a short period of time. I'd say a lot of utilities are probably more closer to an hour, especially ones that are, have broader territory. Unfortunately, you know, the good thing about Springfield is we have a lot of circuits. Um, so we can we can shorten that duration down to like 15 minute segments. I mean, I'm, and don't get, you know it's not just exactly 15 sure, minutes, sure. but it might be 20 at most. But um, it uh, we can keep it a shorter duration to try to you know stop the effects of that. <clears throat> so when MISO calls for a, a you know they'll give us alerts and they'll give us warnings you know in the day. Last week we had three alerts just to say you need to start preparing your plan to notify your top 100 customers that they might need to conserve. So that's okay. We'll start preparing our plans, making sure everything's ready to go. Um, and then if they get to the, the, the next phase, then we would actually notify those customers. And then the next phase after that, we have a more broader public appeal uh, to conserve power. So that's the first step. The rolling blackout is definitely a last resort. It's something that we don't want to do. Um, but in order to support their regional grid, as we're, we're really required to do that, and it's also a mutual aid, right? So if our units are down, we can pull off the grid. So we, we have to belong to it. Um, and uh, we have to do our part, though, to support it. We don't want it to collapse. What, what, talk about what happens if it, if there is a collapse. What does that look like? So, yeah, so in 2003, the, the whole eastern grid basically almost to us it, it, it came down um and there the, the country was you know mostly in a blackout there and that that part and it took like 48 hours to restore power for that because there's not all the of the generation units across the country have black start capability we do have black start capability here in springfield we're one of the only ones in the state, maybe even. I don't not know, totally know for sure. Well, I think that's just um, another indication of uh, all the work and investment that CWLP has put into Unit 4. It's got all the scrubbing technology. You've got this technology as well. Well, when we do it, we have our, we have our peaking gas turbines, factory and rentals that are Black Start units. So we can t- 
uh, basically connect it to interstate gas turbine, start that unit, and then start black uh, black start basically uh, unit four off of that. Um, but we are looking at further black starting capabilities as far as putting uh, units more locally at unit four. Uh, probably more likely interstate because Unit 4 has got some other uh, issues with like basically gas, con- natural gas constraints on site. Um, so it might be a, a lot more expensive to do so. Doug, we have uh, one minute left here. When we talk about um, you know the different stages before we get to the last resort of a rolling blackout, energy conservation, what does that look like uh, in 30 seconds here? You know, so that's basically people really during the peak hours. So it's in, it's in the, the heat of the afternoon, um, and, and people think, well, it's it's it, that might roll off like at five o'clock or something, but it usually extends until like six or seven at night. Uh, so during that time frame, you want to avoid using your electricity as much as possible. That means turn down your AC, uh, don't run your electric uh, uh, dryers, your electric stoves. You know those kinds of things. You know, we try to avoid doing that to help out the electric grid, and we'll try to get that out to the public as well.